Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Fastamai, it's lovely to have you along. Tonight we're gearing up for the first Mast Bands concert in 20 years, which takes place this Sunday at the Villa Marina, and we'll be joined by our new Young Actor of Man. If you can't stay with us until 6.30, then subscribe yourself to the Spotlight podcast, which is available for free every Wednesday after 6.30 on the Manx Radio website. First of all tonight, we welcome to the programme Young Actor of Man coordinator Jackie Hawkes, MADFA president Michael Lees, and this year's Young Actor of Man. Jackie, first of all, can you tell us um, how does the competition work and what are entrants expected to present? Up until this year, because obviously things changed a little bit this year, um, entrants were asked to prepare two contrasting pieces. Um, Some might choose a piece of musical theatre or an acting monologue, as they call them these days. There were character studies when I was growing up in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, theatre. And they must be from published plays as well, so that we know that they're really studying the character. Um, and when the adjudicator um, comes over for the one-act plays in February that MADFA organise, we have an afternoon with sometimes up to 30, sometimes more than 30 uh, entrants in the first round, and then the adjudicator has the very unenviable task of selecting up to eight to go through to the final which, again, in the past, the final was held during Easter week when the Easter Festival of Plays is on and uh, the adjudicator for that festival would then adjudicate the eight finalists. Um, And the adjudicator for that round would set the the, uh, finalists an, an extra task of either choosing a piece by a particular playwright or on a theme so that they they would keep one of their original pieces and then have to um, very quickly work, polish up, you know, especially when Easter is early, they may only have four or five weeks, you know, so it's quite a task um, and they really, really rise to the challenge. And I think all the years I've been involved with it, I'm certain that the adjudicators have always said, we are astonished at the standard of the performers here. And they have difficulty in selecting a winner every time. In fact, one year we had to have two winners. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that it is so competitive and the standard is so unbelievably high, I think on the Isle of Man we're always astonished at the high concentration of um, talented individuals. But, Michael, it is a very friendly, warm and supportive kind of um, atmosphere. It's a, it's a lovely competition to be part of. Yes, I'm pleased to say that that's right. Um, I think Jackie works very hard to make sure that is, is part of it, that it's so easy for, you know, students, particularly young students, to get all wound up and, and you know, she tries very hard and succeeds in making them relax and, and say, it, this is just another day, don't think of it as a competition. And, and that works because, you know, that comes across, they're so relaxed. And as Jackie said, the standard 
from year to year, it still gets higher and higher. It's quite amazing. Uh, I think I said on the night of the finals that, you know, you think, oh gosh, it's going to be the same as the other years. It never is. It's always something exciting, something different. And this year, there were several outstanding students that really could have been the winners. So I'm very pleased that Robin did win. Uh, but it really was a good competition. And there's so much to be learned as well. I mean, the feedback that you get from the adjudicators is always invaluable. It must be fascinating to watch these young people grow and flourish because it's a very specific age group that this competition is for. Is that right? Yes, it's for 13 up to 19 year olds. So we're looking really at uh, those, I mean, you don't have to have a desire to be going off to drama school, but it is catering uh, and preparing them for that, you know. Um, And, uh, you know, this is why the standard is so incredibly high, because they are getting themselves ready, a lot of them, either for performance exams or many for auditions for drama school and of course over here we are blessed with so much youth theatre and other theatre that youth are encouraged to um, join in you know with musical shows Uh, so they are they're they're being trained in a variety of ways um, on stage or in stage schools or just having little private lessons but in fact one thing we really wanted to try to do is open it up and so you don't have to be learning this with um, a stage school. Come If you've got an interest, come and give it a go. And so this year, the first round, we decided not to set them a task of uh, choosing pieces. But um, we had a marvellous facilitator who came over and ran a workshop. So they just came ready to give themselves and to explore. And she was overwhelmed with what they could do in in the day. Sadly, what we didn't get was the number of entrants that we'd hoped for. I mean, in the past, we may have had, as I said, 30-odd. But uh, I I think we maybe had about 15. But uh, I was hoping that we would have opened it up to a different group of people. Mm. I suppose this year has been a strange one and I hope that next year you come back stronger than ever. Yes, indeed. Mm. I suppose it would be really lovely to find out uh, our our finalists and the placing, if if anyone would like to share that with us. Well, I'm happy to do that. Um, So there were eight finalists and in fact we just have a winner and a runner-up. Um, and everybody else is left as a finalist. And really, you you can't go first, second, third, fourth, fifth, because <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> They're too good. Um, and so the runner-up was a young lady called Abigail Harrison, and the winner was Robin May Lawler. What age are you, Robin? I'm 17 years 17. old. And... Um... Is, is this the first time that you've entered Young Actor of Man or is it no. something you've done before? I entered Young Actor of Man, I think, in 2017. So I was a bit younger. And um, yeah, I, and I loved it. I loved taking part in it. It was a great experience. Um, I loved the style and how, how much I could express myself through acting. It's a really great competition. And then 
I didn't win that one. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to try again. I'm a bit older now. I've got a bit more experience. And so I was like, right, do it again. And this time I won. So well, <laughs> congratulations to you. What a fantastic competition to to win. I believe you've won Young Singer of Man before. Is that right? Yes, I, I have the title of Young Singer. I won that in 2016. I was runner up to Christian Cooper in 2014. Yeah. Gosh, well, quite a talented young lady. What pieces did you choose and how did you decide what you were going to perform? So I chose the piece from The Crucible. I played the, the character Abigail and I just love Abigail. I love that character. I think she is literally an open book of emotion. You can see every emotion across her face and I, I think she's challenging in a way that really pushed me because I had to show every single thought, emotion... And it changes so quickly. And I also chose um, uh, the song Gimme Gimme from Thoroughly Modern Millie. And I just I just love that song. It's, again, such a great acting piece of like music. It's a oh, it's stunning song, stunning vocally. It's just amazing. I just love that song. <laughs> oh, well done, you. And how, how did you prepare? Do you go to a, like drama classes? or? So I go to Carrie Hunt at the Broadway Theatre Company. And I always like... I mean, when you're older, it's kind of like you kind of go away with it, you work on it yourself and you take it back. So I normally go away and work on it, go back to Carrie, show her, we might change a bit, she might give me some corrections and then I go back away and I work on it again. And for my singing, I go to Christine Sutcliffe. I don't know, you've been doing this for such a long time all through your childhood and um, and sort of growing up as well and big competitions, you know, it's, it's nerve-wracking stuff. Do you still get nervous and if you do how do you overcome it oh my god I get terribly nervous <laughs> I shake I'm so scared like all the time and I think to myself it's not that big of a deal mm-hmm. it's okay if you don't win doesn't matter there's always next year if you mess up it doesn't matter nobody's gonna judge you you're in a safe environment it just you just need to go in and give it your all and how how do you feel when you do that how do you feel when you're on stage amazing it's what I want to do with my life I want to go away and which is great because the bursary so we get a bursary if we win it's a 500 pound bursary and it's just such a big help so next year I can go away to a might go to an acting course or a theatre course whatever course I pick and I get to go with that money which is such a big help honestly and yeah it's just really exciting (laughs) Fantastic. Well, I can't wait to see what you get up to next. Um, is there, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, feel free to say no, but is there a, a, a short excerpt you'd like to, to oh, share gosh. with us at all? Like, okay, I'll do a bit from my beard. Yeah, carry on. Yeah. Child. How do you call me child? You never gave me hope to wait for you. <laughs> you come five miles to see a silly girl fly. I know you better. I have something better than hope. I think. I know how you clutched my back behind your house and sweated like a stallion whenever I came near, or or did I dream that? It were your wife who put me out. You cannot pretend it were you. I saw your face when she put me out, and you loved me then, and you do now. A wild thing may say wild things, but not so wild, I think. I have seen you since she put me out. I have seen you nights. 
I have a sense for heat, John. And yours has drawn me to my window, and I have seen you looking up, burning in your loneliness. Do you tell me you've never looked up my window? And you must. You are no wintry man. Well, that was sensational. Thank you so much. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I, I wasn't sure, but um, thank you. That was okay. that was amazing. Quite quite challenging content there. Yeah, quite um, yeah, quite um, powerful themes. Uh, what what research did you do into into this part? So we had a theme for the final, and that was endings and beginnings. And I thought to myself, I don't really want to do the the classic life and death, which is kind of what you think of like endings, beginnings. Or but I just thought relationships. I was thinking at this stage of my life, uh, my relationships are changing with many different people, changing with my parents, changing with friends, changing with relationships. It changes. And I thought to myself, why not do something that's current to me? And I thought the pieces that I wanted to do anyway completely fitted into that category. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. On The Breakfast Show earlier this week, you may have heard Rianne Evans in conversation with Alex Maxwell of Glass Line Media, a local production company who've recently won Best Screenplay and came second in the Best in Fest category at the Feel the Real International Film Festival. The winning film is called Isle and it follows the story of Finn, who is a young man living in isolation And it's quite a thought-provoking film in that it alludes to themes of male mental health issues. So with some of them, even with an official selection, you get kind of waiver codes for other festivals that maybe they have a partnership with. Um, We recently received an email from a biannual festival in L.A., um, and they were like, hey, we see you're picking up some traction here. Send us your film. And I was like, okay, (laughs) sure. And, I mean, if if that went through, that would be at the American uh, Film Institute, which would be kind of insane. And how was the production process? Because we spoke about two years ago how has the production process been since then because that's quite a long time it was it was long um you know two years isn't really what you expect to be to be looking at for kind of shooting a short film and then getting it out you know there was a lot of setbacks we had to do some reshoots and pickup shots because it was kind of we got to the edit of the film and it, it was just this this doesn't work we need to do something else so we then had to start up more shoots and then in terms of the editing editing process you know I ended up picking up a lot of the editing work and I wasn't an editor when we started. So I kind of, it was, it was learning as I went along and learning that there will be setbacks and you got to add contingency time and learn more stuff in case you have to do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. And just finally, um, for anyone, any sort of budding filmmakers and screenplay writers on the island, yeah. what advice would you give to them? I would say find something unique about your style and and really go with it some people might not like it some people will and i think you know you don't want to be just in the sea of kind of sameness and just honestly just keep going and then once you have it if you finish something and you want to do something with it do it 
Push. Push, push, push. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. We're now joined by the chair of Russian Silver Band, Chris Weldon. Thank you for joining us. Who's here to tell us about this Sunday's Brass Spectacular at the Villa Marina. Chris, this must be a little bit of a culture shock after months of not being able to perform or rehearse together even. Yeah, it seems to have gone from standing still to 100 miles an hour. Uh, We had pretty much three months off, no rehearsals. Um, We managed to keep the band in touch and we use social media a lot. Uh, We broadcast some virtual concerts and we played in our local street for clapping for carers and things like that. But it was great to get back in the band room, get everybody together again. And this is our first big concert. We've done a couple on Port Erin Beach, which have gone down very well on the little stage there. But this was an idea we had to try and get everybody back together and do something a bit different. And it's just grown and grown. Uh, We thought there might be 100 players. Uh, as of this morning, I think it's 166 that will be taking part. So it should be a cracking event. Oh my gosh, 166 players. I mean, with so many different bands from around the island combining, how on earth are you coordinating it all? It's a great question. We'll find out on Sunday, no doubt. Um, what we've asked is each of the, the bands to suggest some pieces that they know well. Uh, and the f- there's four conductors sharing the, the evening's um, conducting and they'll with their own bands lead um, but we're all going to play all the time so hopefully we'll get over that in some of the rehearsal we'll learn some things about each other about our new conductors and our new new colleagues uh, and bring it all together for what should be a fantastic concert the last mass bands we had in the isle of man was the year 2000 so we haven't done this for an awful long time there'll be a lot of players there on Sunday who've never done this before. Uh, it was before a lot of them were born even. Uh, about 30% of our players will be under 18. Um, so won't have ever had a chance to do this again. And it'll be a great way for the bands to meet each other, um, find some new friends. Um, and, and maybe it'll give you a chance to help each other out in the future as well. Gosh, the fact that 36% of your players are under 18 is a real testament to the talent we have on the Isle of Man. Um, What music choices have you made for the show? Oh, it's a wide range of music. So there'll be some traditional, I suppose, brass band style pieces. We've got a couple of marches in there. But there's something for everyone. Um, We have have the theme, one of the princess theme from Braveheart. Uh, We've got some film music. Um, If people remember um, 1492 Conquest of Paradise, the Christopher Columbus film, which is our final number. And it builds from a slow start. And and as as the ships cross the sea, the the, the tension builds. and the, The ending will be fantastically loud and fantastically atmospheric in the villa on Sunday night. Oh my God, it sounds like you're going to blow the roof off the Villa Marina. What a lovely way to bring everyone together and to sort of celebrate our COVID-free status here on the Isle of Man at the moment. You're also going to be raising money for some really great causes. Absolutely. I think the health service uh, has supported us all through the lockdown period and, and COVID. And this is a way of trying to give something back, say thank you, Um we all rely on the health service and, and on the island nobles in particular. So it, it was a bit of a no-brainer to choose Friends of Noble Hospital uh, to raise money for uh, on the night. And, and I hope we'll, we'll raise a lot of money for them. 
So it's the first time we've had a mass bands concert since the year 2000. It's going to be one not to miss. When has it taken place and how do we get hold of our tickets? This is Sunday night. It's uh, half past seven. Uh, it'll last for about an hour and a quarter, so we'll be finished nice and early. Uh, it's a family-friendly concert. The music's fairly light in style. Uh, tickets are available from the uh, the Villa Marina and the Welcome Centre. Tickets are £10 for adults and a pound for children. When they raise the curtain, so to speak, where will you be and what, what will your role be? Panicking, mainly. Um, <laughs> my job's to make it happen. Uh, I will be playing. I don't quite know what I'll be playing yet. Um, I, I'm a euphonium player, but uh, I'm going to be sat quietly at the back, making sure it all goes OK and playing a few right notes, hopefully. Um, <laughs> so, so getting through Sunday afternoon's rehearsal, getting everybody on the stage... My job's done. The conductors can take over and make the fantastic sound that I know we're going to make and we're going to raise some good money and have a great night. This live performance is something that I suppose would not be possible without the support of your sponsors, but um, there is another very special element to this concert. Yeah, I'd love to thank uh, Zurich International for the, all their support so far. They have sponsored the event. They've made it possible for us all to get together and do this. Uh, in addition, they've also funded the live streaming of the event. So we're very conscious that... This is a large gathering. People might not feel comfortable, even on the island where we're COVID-free. So we're going to live stream the event uh, via the internet. It gives us a couple of things. One is those people who can't come to the concert, for whatever reason, can see it. So, for example, we'll be sending the link to all the um, retirement homes on the Isle of Man, see if they're interested in, in taking part. But also we think... As well as this being the first concert back in the Royal Hall, we think we might be the only, certainly brass band and maybe even classical music performance in the British Isles uh, on on the weekend. So we're going to live stream it to the rest of the world. We're going to encourage people outside the Isle of Man to sort of hopefully look at us and see uh, a glimmer of hope for the future. Nobody is playing much music. Um, Venues are suffering in the UK. Maybe the Isle of Man can, can be that glimmer of hope for the future for all of us. And that's it for this week. I'll be back next Wednesday from 6 with more creative news from around the island. Until then, have a lovely creative week. Sun you.